Hey, hey, this is the little Quran coming at you this morning and letting you know that, uh, you know, I'm back. I had to take a few days off because of technical difficulties and some personal things I had to straighten out. Um, I, uh, you know, um, pretty much got, you know, um, myself in a situation to where it's, uh, I'm still, to re- you know, trying to recover, you know, everything from the government. I haven't received all the monies that I was supposed to receive. They seem to think that them being caught in all the disorganized crime and espionage and treason and, uh, you know, organized crime racketeering, they seem to think that they can still keep my money and me, you know, not say anything. You know, uh, their racket and everything like that that they had is definitely out and trashed. Because of the fact that, uh, you know, they just be consistently, you know, doing the same repetitive stuff that keeps them um, always in the bad zone. You know, some people were, you know, smart enough to get themselves out of a situation by not keep repeating the same thing over and over again. But the uh, government seems to think that they're the government and they can do things that are inappropriate to people and, um, you know, take my money and run the national debt with that and keep that going with me being silent. You know, um, alienating me is alienating you because when you try to come back across that bridge, you can't come back across that bridge because that bridge is damaged. And, um, you know, you've done so many things to me that I just can't trust you anymore. So that's the reason why these things are going the way they're going with uh, these people that are involved in these situations and trying to keep this uh, one of those things to where it just keeps going repetitively uh, the same way. The whites seem to think that they have everything in here because they had it for 42 years. But what I'm trying to get the whites to understand is this, you know, not all of the white people, you know, some of the people are cooperative as far as a lot of things, you know, um, they work with me and stuff like that. So when I say this, I'm not talking about the in general white people, but, the you know, the majority few that uh, or more or less the. Um, the ones that were pursuing all this illegal activity. You seem to think that this is yours, but the fact of the matter is, 42 years ago, this was mine, and you took it and you corrupted it, and you made my deal that was a legitimate deal out of um, extortion, and you made your extortion deal with the Michael Dean and the courts downtown uh, at the Common Pleas. See, he had no business being in my business doing anything extortionist-wise or any other way because he cannot do the talents that I could do and the things that I can do. He cannot do those things. So, therefore, by you brokering any type of activity with the man and doing anything, uh, you know, inappropriate with him, that shows that you were in here and you were doing things illegal. You know, Pittsburgh, you know, has an arrogancy when it comes to white people that they think that they can just do you any kind of way when it comes to certain, you know, Aryan white people, hate, hating white people, not just white people in general, 
Um, you know, I, you know, like I said, I respect Robert Byers more so than I respect, um, you know, a lot of these whites around here because they're sneaky whites. What they do is they have behind the scenes and they come out to just like that locomotive. And uh, they turn the screws on you and some cases, you know, murder family members like, you know, my mother. You know, I never want to forget my mother because the simple fact is that uh, they want that to be silent. And as long as her case is not solved as far as her murder and the people that are involved with the court system, the magistrates and different things like that, that had a lot to do with having her tied up in the courts illegally, uh, saying that her property is not hers and uh, Joe Smalls uh, wasn't the one who uh, said he was the landlord. Um, and there was a Ross Perlman, and they're still trying to use that. You know, Judge Hoots's, you know, magistrate's office is trying to still say that there is a, a Ross Perlman issue when uh, Hertzberg and the Common Pleas, it's a higher judge, terminated and denied her magistrate's position as far as saying that there is a Hertz, uh, I'm sorry, a Ross Perlman. So. Uh, by her saying that there's a Ross Perlman that is illegal and she's committing fraud and extortion trying to tell me that the property is not mine and it was she's not openly saying it but that's what she's trying to say she's trying to acquire it by extorting it from me and wanting me to go along with her uh, diabolical plan to try to do so because she knows that Joe Smalls took my royalties from my money and spunt um, the monies on buying properties because he was a real estate man and he brought properties uh, on Ellis Street and Wilkinsburg, Clark Street and Wilkinsburg, North Lexington and Pittsburgh and Point Breeze and uh, other properties, um, South Carolina, Dominica and a lot of other resorts that I heard that he you know, purchased and um, I, uh, you know, um, investigated. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where, as you know, I'm fighting up against these people that are corrupt and crooked. They, you know, constantly keep the people that I've known for years, you know, away from me because the simple fact is that if we put our heads together, we would be dangerous against them. So they assimilate them into their dying population of going down together instead of them saving themselves and getting in a dinghy and getting out of uh, the Titanic from sinking and uh, trying to save themselves individually because right now the name of the game for them is everyone's for themselves you can't uh, keep, uh, you know, going on like this together because you, if you see your demise, your demise is going down together. So therefore, why would you just stay together like that and keep yourself in a situation to where you're not going to make it out of it without some repercussions on yourself being negative? Um, these things are... You know, amongst a lot of things that's going on 
with the people, but the people don't want to face the reality of the fact of where they stand in the situation. They seem to think that, you know, you know, Art Rooney is the second coming and that he's going to save the day. Well, Art Rooney needs saving in this because the simple fact is that he's caught in his crimes and he has nothing to equate anything because he has no reason to be in my business doing anything and uh, extorting. That's all he did for 42 years was uh, assimilate himself inside with an extortionist deal that Dr. Dre, well, more so Jay-Z, brought to Pittsburgh and brokered with Peduto, and they all extorted it off of him and, you know, took control of it and, you know, ran their version of what they feel they needed to run. We uh, try our best to do, do what's right, but it seems, to, it seems to be to where our leaders are not really um, doing a good job at keeping themselves looking good to the public because they broker deals to the public that are criminal. I'm just keeping the facts on the table because I want my end of it and I want my money that they've been trying, but that, that they've been taking for years in extortion. And just as well as they damaged me as far as murdering my mother with the UPMC, Art Rooney, and all the factions that are behind it, I just want to damage them and with the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. If I have to come into the courts and put my hand hands on a stack of Bibles, well, Hoots's court on the 7th will start that. Because I will state the facts that, you know, Hoots is trying to extort the building and the properties and everything that goes along with it off of me, knowing that Joe Smalls extorted me for years and my mother to purchase everything that he bought, that she has in her possession. I'm not one to, you know, uh, you know, just put things on people that's not true. If it's not true, I would definitely leave it alone. But I know these things for a fact. And these are very shrewd, diabolical people when it comes to extortion. They didn't have any, 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 you know, my mother was 81 years old. And she said, why do you wait till I get 81 years old to want to jump on me and fight me about my property and what's mine? And it hurt me very bad that these people were that evil and diabolical to do so. So that's the reason why I do what I do as far as these things and bring the truth to the light. And uh, the racket has been thrown out. It's been trashed. So they cannot pursue their criminal, criminal uh, activity anymore, even though... You know, criminals, they're like dope fiends, like they're all hooked on heroin. They keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and thinking they're going to get cured, but they're not going to get cured from something that they're used to doing all the time and taking advantage of people of. It's a very cruel, bad situation for them to be in, but they keep trying and trying.
the bestest thing that I know that when Hoots, you know, came up with this idea with Joe Smalls, she wanted to get me in the common pleas to try to get this official, but they told her not to bring this down to the common pleas because they knew that Joseph Smalls was a very, very diabolical crook, and they knew that he was an extortionist, and he, he, they knew that so was Kim Hoots. And them putting them head, their heads together and doing so committed the common pleas uh, into the situation when they really didn't want to be involved in any magistrate issues that Kim Hoots had with my mother and myself because they seen clearly that it was extortion deals and they had people in their midst like Hertzberg and Conley and uh, you know their clerks there's a female clerk and Michael Dean uh, you know that were pushing these issues because they were extorting me for years and they didn't want to stop they wanted to keep me in their extortion so the point that I'm trying to make is that if the court, you know, really, really realize it, sanction those people and that, you know, gives them a little bit more leverage in their position because your house was damaged because of these people. And why not sanction them to get rid of the situation as well as the uh, sheriff department with Kevin and his uh, fleet of uh, deputies, you know. Sometimes you got to drain the swamp in order, in order to clear yourself and um, get yourself a better position. You know, I'm not against anything legal that's, uh, you know, legal. I, I, I'm against crooked judges. I'm against crooked cops and crooked public officials like uh, people that are in politics and different things like that or clergy or people that's in positions of leadership and people turn to for uh, guidance. I'm not against people that are legitimate, but just people that's illegitimate. And all I'm saying to, you know, the people is, uh, you know, understand my position that when I come out here and I say these things, I say the same thing all the time. Nothing changes in my story. I'm legitimate as far as what I'm saying because I witnessed it all and I was right there before uh, my mother watching them kill my mother and when I was trying to tell them not to do things to my mother like you know the Korean woman shot her up with the needles I told her I said you know my mother and I have religious beliefs when it comes to uh, being you know um, injected with any type of anything for you not to do that and she overrid me anyway and then when I, you know, made a, a firm issue about it, they, uh, the uh, UPMC Shetty side went and went to the courts and acquired guardianship with the courts of my mother to be able to take control and do her the way she, they wanted to do her because they said that she was their extortionist Mabel Gray and they'll do what they want with her. And they had her in the hospital when I when they came to the house illegally, Wilkinsburg, and took her to the hospital because she was distraught about the house being broken in the day before. And we were in the court system while they did it. And Kevin told me not to go back to the house. Kevin, the um, head detective at the uh, sheriff's department. And I said, you know, we haven't been a rendered a decision yet from the courts. It never was decided. And um, 
you know, he told me just don't go back to the house without any paperwork or anything new. If that was the case, I would have gotten it while I was in court. They would have gave it to me while I was in there. But he verbally gave me a threat to not go back to the house with my mother. And when I went back there, it was boarded up and uh, ransacked and it was taken by the UP, uh, U-Haul and the sheriff's department and everything. And there was no reason to do that. We were in court for the very same thing. And they illegally, they broke into my, my, my house and my mother's house and stole all of our valuables. I mean, we had some, I, I, you know, I'm a musician. I had a lot of recording equipment, uh, instruments and different things like that. Uh, sports memorabilia, um, you know, a lot of valuables, money. Um, and, you know, they did not want us to come back in our own properties to be able to uh, get this straight when uh, we got a court decision rendered. My mother, unfortunately, was murdered by them with the UBMC before all of that happened. So when my mother was murdered, they figured that they didn't have to worry about giving a court decision because of my mother not being the issue anymore because I always made my mother the issue. You see on the social networks that I was, you know, um, having a debate with the people at the UPMC, one of the nurses saying that they have guardianship in the courts. Someone has guardianship in the courts. And I was like, well, who? Nobody should have guardianship but me because this is my mother. But you took that to take my right from, you know, speaking for my mother anymore. And you didn't want me saying anything about my mother. But look at it now. My mother's a martyr because you murdered her and I'm still talking about my mother. And it's even worse now because it's murder. So in order for the common pleas to really get themselves out of this situation with them having some leverage on the situation, they have to sanction the people that were involved. You know, Hertzberg said on one of his dockets that Ross Perlman was terminated and denied. That was a favorable for my mother, but at the same time, he said that the extortion won't stop because, in other words, I won't extort you through the courts, but I will be an extortion on Kim Hoots, the sheriff's department, and everybody still coming to your house harassing you anyway. See, that's what he meant. And a colony came into, uh, uh, you know, office and uh, I believe he exited, but he had a lot of influence on this, this extortion. So she picked up the baton and started going after it aggressively. And when my mother came to court, my mother didn't really actually finish school a lot. So she wasn't versed on a lot of communicative ways. And I tried to give her... Uh, some support but they they muted me in court and said well I'm not an attorney but I am her witness though you didn't give me a witness uh, platform to stand on you know for my mother you knew my mother had difficulties on talking she was upset and she was distraught because you broke into her home and stole everything she had and harassed her all the time I'm not going to let this issue go because the simple fact I'm holding you totally responsible. Um, you know, common police court of Pennsylvania, of Pittsburgh, because the simple fact is you pushed an illegal proceeding and my mother ended up murdered in your game. So this is putting pressure on you to sanction these people. Hoots, Art Rooney, Sheriff Department. 
Ed Gaines, the NAACP. Because, you know, to be honest with you, you know, you know, you got you got some big time leverage because if Ed Gaines would have protected me and my mother with civil rights and the aging would have protected my mother as far as her elderly stance in the situation and Ed Gaines being there to protect my civil rights and also the NAACP 42 years ago all the way up to now we wouldn't even have an issue right now because all of this hate shit would have been put in check. So you have a lot of people to blame to get yourself in a better position, comment please. It's just that do you have the guts enough to sanction the people that you were in bed with? It seems to me you have no choice. Because if you want your house to be cleared of anything or in a better position to look better, I think you would. I'm still out of my house and I'm still sleeping in my car. And I want to be back home because I know my mother's soul roams in that house. And I just want to let you know that these court proceedings with Hoots are fraudulent and extortionists. And on this, in the 7th of July, I'm supposed to see her again when actually, when you took me to the ACJ for the bogus bench warrant that I supposedly had broke back into my house, broke into my own house while I was in court. You guys broke into the house. You're the ones that need to be in jail. Because while my mother was in, the, in your common pleas, at the same time, Kevin and all of his uh, thugs and uh, Tyrone and Codwell and the, U, and the U-Haul were breaking into my mother's house, taking our valuables. Before the court proceeding had it rendered any type of decision on anything. So you're uh, definitely um, accused of a lot of things. Breaking an injury should be on you. But when you sent me those papers, my mother was dying in the UPMC and I didn't want to leave her side. Coming to Hoots' bogus court in Kangaroo Court wasn't important for me it was staying with my mother, so whenever she woke up and looked at me, she seen I was there at her dying moment. You didn't care about nothing but what you wanted in extortion, and that's what I got you busted in. Because you stole everything that I had, even my Twitter, thinking that you were gonna get away. But what I did was, since you won't let me in, demon, I will box you in there and keep you in there, demon, where you will be slain. And every other social network I got holds the angel. But I did one better. I just wrote that social network uh, work, Twitter profile off since you compromised it, breached it, and hacked it. And I just opened up another one with the angel for Twitter because Twitter stole a lot of money from me too, running their operation just like Facebook 
So you owe me. Or I own your business. You can't do anything without me. Because if you do, it's illegal again. See, when Jay-Z brought the deal to Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh, you allowed him to come to Pittsburgh, Peduto, and he made the deal with you with the uh, extortionist deal that the government has now. And what you all did was allowed him to change his name to Michael Dean. That's the reason why you want me to be just Michael Dean. See, when I put the J in it, it just fucks everything up for you. Because you cannot link me with your Michael Dean puppet that you have in the Common Pleas Court. That's keeping my money with Art Rooney in Pennsylvania because even Joe Biden said, I'm giving it back to Pennsylvania. I'm pushing it back to Pennsylvania because he wants them to keep me in the slavery, the Jim Crow here and contain me. But see, I'm not containable. You know, I'm a vicious son of a bitch when crossed. Michael Savage don't have anything on me and none of you racist whites don't have anything on me because you know why? I've experienced one of your best Aryan racists that we've always been nemesis as far as against each other. But when confronted in close quarters, we never threw a blow at each other at all. We always kept a brokering opportunity between us to have some communication. And that's your Aryan family member, Robert Byers, who allegedly... I wasn't there, supposedly had shot up the synagogue in Squirrel Hill and killed some people. Uh, Mrs. Rosenthal, one of them, she was a very evil woman. I knew when we were young, I knew that Robert Byers was going to have a problem with that woman, you know, as he, when he got older. And I always tried to tell him, listen, you know, I, that's one of the reasons why when I was chasing him home, he said, uh, when I finally caught him, he said, man, you know, don't hit me. You're going to get kicked out of school because he knew that Mrs. Rosenthal did not want any blacks in the school. It was being segregated at that time. And the school had five blacks to all the whites in there. But Mrs. Rosenthal wanted all of those, those five out of the school. She didn't want the school to be segregated. So I told him, I said, I'm not going to hit you, Robert. He said, I said, I want to talk to you. And he looked at me, you know, well, I've been calling you nigger all day. And that's all you want to do is talk to me? And he's, so he entertained the thought of uh, listening to me, and that's all I needed. And that's one thing I've seen, that even though he had a hate uh, streak in him, he was willing to listen to me and talk to me. So the Aryan can't be but so bad. Even though he might have not agreed with everything I said, but I told him, I said, you know, let's keep an eye on these Jews together. I said, what I'll do throughout life, let's make a truce between each other. And we won't listen to nothing that she said. But he said, well, she's the teacher. We have to listen to her. I said, no, we don't because we're six years old. And the stuff that she's saying to us, she shouldn't be saying to us. But she's the teacher. So he was adamant about that. So... I said, what I'll do is throughout the years, I'll keep an eye on her, on the Jews, 
and you keep an eye on the Jews. And if something changes, you know, something that I find out that you need to know, I'll tell you. We'll stay, you know, in communications like that. And if there's something that I need to know, you do the same. Brokering a truce between us because we knew we I had to choose from the lesser of the two evils because I was able to talk to him, but I wasn't able to talk to Mrs. Rosenthal because she wasn't able to talk to anybody. She didn't really talk to him. She would talk at him, you know, and demand pretty much for him to do what she says and for me to do the same thing. But she would always get angry at me because when she talked to me, I would just look at her and didn't say anything. I did what I was asking uh, Robert Byers to do is ignore her pretty much. So she seems to say things to me like, what are you? You don't hear what I'm saying. You're not going to say anything to me. Are you stupid? You know, and I was just ignoring her because whatever I said, I was damned if I do. And I, I was damned if I don't. So I just damned if I don't don't say anything. But Robert, you know, he entertained the thought of listening to her and communicating because she would tell us every day, you know, well, you know, uh, Robert, you are white and we like you because we're white. I like you because you're white like me, but you're not pure white, pure Jew white. And he said, that's what makes you just white trash, but you're still white. I mean, this is the type of shit that she would say to us and we were six years old <clears throat> and she would tell him and say well Michael he's not even we don't like him because he's black and we want you to not like him either and we want you to call him names every day so we can get him kicked out of the school he's black but he's black trash and we don't like black trash in our school this is what she used to say to us every day every day brainwashing us trying to at least Robert one thing I can say about him he would listen to her but he was like me he wouldn't let her brainwash him but he entertains the thought because she was the teacher and those Jews in Squirrel Hill was very prejudiced. They thought that they were better than a lot of people, even their own white. So what I did was I just, you know, stayed to myself and just been, you know, I'm used to being the lonely man on the island. This is nothing new to me. I mean, she would send me to the office because, you know, I wouldn't, you know, say anything to her or, you know, uh, you know, I you know I, I I withdrew I withdrew because it was a lot of hate involved. So going to school in those early days, it wasn't really learning anything. It was just hearing her hateful mouth every day. Those Jews were very diabolical diabolical in Squirrel Hill back then at Sterrett and Linden schools. They did not like blacks and they didn't like their school being segregated. That's why I just said uh, the heck with it, you know, and I just withdrew because I was damned if I did and I was damned if I didn't. So I'd rather be damned if I didn't because if I did something, she was right there to criticize me and dog my steps right there.
it would be even worse. Robert Byers knows. And if he, you know, uh, what they said he allegedly did, if he did it, I'm not saying that it was right, but he had damn good reason because Miss Rosenthal wasn't a nice woman. She was a very evil, prejudiced, racist Jew. And um, that's why I say in his situation, Robert Barris, with this, Peduto, you know, brought, let Jay-Z come here and change his name to Michael Dean, just Michael Dean. And he signed off on it, but the Social Security Administration here in Wilton, in, in, uh, in uh, downtown told Peduto, we're going to need more than just you approving this because this is identity theft. And if we get caught, you know, it's a very serious matter. So they got Obama involved and he said it was okay because it was a part of their extortionist deals and Social Security office would be a part of the extortion making the money that they were supposed to make off of me. So they went along with it and they got Jay-Z the name of Michael Dean. And sometimes he got on stage and he say and he may have slipped up back then and he would say, Hi everybody, I'm Michael Dean and they would say, Who you know, Michael Dean is the other you know, that guy. You're not Michael Dean, you're Jay-Z. Because he would get his wires crossed and he would get confused a lot of times on the identity that he was using. So he identity theft me and he brokered out Michael Dean deals to a lot of people. Even if their name wasn't spelled at the end of it, D-E-A-N like mine's, the one in the common pleas in New York, D-E-D-E-E-N. See, they're all using my property as an extortionist way to make money. And they threw it out of, you know, uh, uh, they took it out of my hands because they knew Joe Smalls was supposed to return everything to me. So that's where Kim Hiltz got her nose in it. And she went to Art Rooney. And that's the reason why they've been reaming my ass for 42 years. Saying they were me in here. They still come in here and trash me out. Knowing that by now, everybody knows it's you. Because I'm talking something different. I'm on a different platform and I have a good platform. You know, I, I commend the white people that work with me. You know, I, I did a lot of business, you know, like I said, you know, with the Xander, you know, um, uh, and um, the... Uh, uh, AutoZone and Forest Hills, you know, him, you know, really helping me uh, with, uh, you know, some difficulties, you know, with my vehicle and, you know, not punking out on nothing. And he, uh, you know, stayed for the long haul. He's the type of guy that I'd go down a, job, a dark alley with and chop through some shit with because I know he would be doing the same thing. Uh, and yesterday, you know, I, you know, had some other issues that I thought, you know, was going to be a lot more complicated to deal with. But, you know, uh, Dave from the um, Wilkinsburg uh, Neighborhood Auto and his um, employee, I believe he was Latin descent, you know, family member still because you're uh, my cabron. He's Latin descent. And uh, 
I was shocked to even see that he had anybody working for him like that because I usually I know his his um regular guy, you know, Luke, you know, one of his employees that uh, you know, work with him. And uh he was off that day yesterday. But anyway, to get to the point that, you know, Dave came through to, you know, for me uh, and, um, you know, assisted me on helping my situation be a little bit better. And, uh, you know, touche for Dave and uh, his uh, his team um, yesterday. And, uh, you know, even though Luke wasn't there, I give him some good. I give him all some good. I give Luke some good. And uh, Dave and um, his employee, um, he didn't seem like he was Mexican or anything like that. He seemed like he was, you know, from one of the other Latin families. But um, they hung in there with me and got got the job done. So, you know, thanks for that. You know, uh, there, there's people, like I said, I, I don't I don't hate white people or nothing like that. I just don't particularly care for the racist ones. You know, that always want to keep shit started and keep you in a bad situation knowing that that's keeping them in a bad situation and keeping shit started with them, but they still do it anyway. You know what I mean? People like that, dumbfounded people. But, um, that's why I said, you know, with Robert Byers, I had a lot of experience with him as far as racism. And, um, he was my nemesis as a child, you know, six years old. We were like men in six-year-old you know, young men's bodies, you know, you know, handling big heavyweight shit, you know, uh, not uh, faltering from anything that um, came across our table as far as racism. But I'll tell you, this city has a problem and it's racism. They've always wanted to stick me with the whites because the blacks have sold me out. I don't even have the family member communication anymore. They've turned them against me. I don't have any more friend buddy friends no more because they turned them against me. And they've broken up a lot of my relationships with women because they've turned them against me with the extortion. Just to keep me into their white slavery that they were doing to me and my mother as an extortionist Mabel Gray and extortionist Michael Dean. That's slavery. And I keep these stories going on all the time because it's consistent about what I'm saying because it's true. I've experienced it for 42 years. I've had no help from uh, the from Ed Gaines I went to his office early on for social security help. I was more impressed with his secretary back then than I was him. She got on the phone and she started chewing the social security out. Like, where's Michael J. Dean's money? And I mean, she really was grilling him. So after that, I guess Ed Gaines tried to bandage everything up and had her back down and he he didn't pursue anything any further because he had issues with um, trying to further himself politically so he wanted to he figured throwing in with them and helping them against me with the extortion and keeping the black man's money in the white man's hands and keeping it out the black community 
was the best thing for him to do. So he pursued a political career to try to go to the representatives, which he did, and got into the flocking issue and got himself into some troubles with that, plus the fact that he was extorting me as well and the NAACP. And now he's back home as the mayor. Well, isn't it supposed to be that, uh, Ed Gaines, that when you do um, do those things, you're supposed to go from a representative from Pennsylvania to a House of Representatives and then go on to maybe congressman and senator, but you don't come back to mayor. That's kind of a demotion, isn't it? That meant that you've done something wrong that you couldn't further yourself in it, but they'll give you a position that's setting you back from representative because they wanted your spot in the house and you might have been extorted out of it because you had a lot of problems. Isn't that how it goes with extortion? When people have a lot on you, they can extort you out of power. So don't think you've gotten away because I'll tell you, white people, racist or not, you wouldn't be in trouble now, today, if Ed Gaines and the NAACP would have protected my civil rights 42 years ago. Because the hate issue would have been, you know, mute. I would have been thankful to them and I would have gave them a sizable contribution for helping me. And and that's the NAACP and Ed Gaines, you know, to further his political career. You know, you would have gave him this is how it's really done. You know, the extortion is not the way it's done. That's the criminal way. And I would have gave them a sizable contribution and it would have been all over and nobody would have been in trouble now. And I would have implemented something for the white people as well as the blacks. And right now we probably would have all been filthy, filthy rich out in the open with it legally. Because everything I do is uh, one of those things that's legal. I don't do anything that's illegal. And everybody would have been in better shape than they were. They are today. What can you say when it comes to situations like that? Because you guys always want to take the easy way out. And that's just taking things from people. And, you know, you get caught up because I have a lot of people affiliated with me and my family. I'm a part of, you know, the worldwide because Obama threw me out to that. Back then, 42 years ago, and he said, well, let him think he does security and he'll be a sleeper cell. We'll say he's a sleeper cell, but he can protect the country all he wants or try to. Somebody's going to kill him out there. And that didn't happen because I was already in their family before you threw him out, threw me out. It's just that you couldn't manipulate me to be able to be wielded against them. So that's the reason why you did it to try to hurt me. And you kept me out to take my extortion. I mean, take my money with your extortion deals with Jay-Z and that's the reason why he came to the White House and did the show, the concert or whatever and him and Beyonce stayed overnight 
No one stays overnight in the White House. Even Michelle's mom, you know, tried to stay there to watch the children. She couldn't do it without having a lot of flack from people. So you're telling me about something that I, you know, I know about already that you are committing crimes over and over again and you cannot uh, make these crimes be anything legal so you're caught in your trap in Twitter. We've gained Twitter as far as having the angels in Twitter because we just set up a new Twitter account for us to do what we have to do. I'm a part of something, you know, called the Holy Disciples of the Lord and that was created when I deciphered the angels and the demons back in December of 2001 when my mother passed away she came to me afterwards and you know they told her that God wasn't in heaven and you know if anybody knows how to figure out anything it would be me because I always watched the demonic movies to really learn how the demon you know how to fight the demon you know I wanted to know everything about you know, the demons moves to fight the demons. So when I deciphered it, I told my mother I knew uh, what the, I know what to do. And I have allegiance with a lot of disciples that we're going to get God back into the heavens. And that way you'll be comfortable with that fact and knowing that he's home and Jesus, too, because he was captured as well for eons after the holy war in heaven. God left heaven to follow Lucifer to his slumber that's called hell to find out more about his possession of demonically, demonically doing people and doing those evil deeds that he does. God was curious to know what's so fascinating about it. But when he followed him into his slumber, his minions and demonic uh, followers closed all the doors and kept Jesus and kept God in that slumber for eons since the holy war because the holy war happened before uh jesus was crucified so actually when jesus died god wasn't home he was in hell being tormented by lucifer Jesus, and after Jesus died and he was reborn, he asked seven disciples to go and pass the word uh, of God. But there was only one catch. Only one of you were going to return. Because man doesn't like to hear anything good about God. And he slaughtered, they, they slaughtered six of them trying to preach God's word. So after that, Jesus had no... Uh, I don't want to say his vision. What I'm gonna put it like this: his vision wasn't the fact of having God for leadership because he wasn't in heaven. He had to go and find out where God was, and he real and, and they the angels told him he followed Lucifer into his slumber. So he went looking for his father, telling the angels not to follow because they have to protect the souls that are in heaven and the angels that are in heaven, and he went and got captured by Pontius Pilate because Lucifer said to Pontius, if he, if Jesus comes looking for his father, 
to captivate him and keep him uh, enslaved into your torture. So when we, the uh, holy disciples of the Lord, you know, after I had deciphered what to do, we work on a different level, on an astral plane level, to where as mentally we went and we went into the slumber together and linked up and broke God out of his captivity with the demonic forces that was holding him. One thing God made a mistake of is making Lucifer as powerful as him. These angels are very powerful. So what he had to do, because every time he tried to fight his way out, there was no, they had the exits. He couldn't figure the exits out because they closed it. So after a while, all the, you know, with Luther, Lucifer beating on him and tormenting him and all the minions too, it wore him down. So they, they crucified him on the cross and kept him in hell being tormented, watching us as man being ripped apart and watching his son be crucified because God said, well, if I, if I, if he told Lucifer, if I sacrifice my son, I'll show you how much I love the, you know, us as humans. And that'll show you that I have love for them. Don't hurt them. I will sacrifice my only son. And that's why Lucifer said on the cross, God, why have you forsaken me and let me get murdered by man? The Romans. So that's the reason why, you know, it went like that because God wanted to show that he loved us. And what did we do? We turned around and not literally, but we smacked him in the face with the fact that we came right back and start sinning again. Right then when he saved, when he let his only begotten son be slain, that was to wash our sins away right there. He washed our sins away and we were supposed to come back and show him that we were going to be good. So Lucifer would see that that was enough for man to be saved. He loved us. God loved us. And he still does, but he loved us enough to sacrifice Jesus, his son, his chosen one from Mary Magdalene. But we insulted him by still sinning and we still doing it today. So by doing so back then, Lucifer kept him in captive even more, but we broke him loose and we got him out. And uh, it was a hell of a fight. Uh, I mean, literally a hell of a fight in hell. And um, the forces were pushed back to the Netherlands. That's further in hell. It's so far that even some of those demons cannot find their way back to hell. So when we did that, and we, God, his biggest mistake was making Lucifer as strong as he was, but he, and once he got freed, he lessens his he lessened his power to 50%. So he can never have that strength again. 
So that meant that Pontius Pilate's power was lessened to 50%, and Jesus was able to break away himself because he was stronger than Pontius Pilate when his father was released, and he lessened Lucifer's power. So now it falls upon us to correct things, but look at what we're doing now. Still doing evil things that evil men do, and women too. You don't want to accept the truth that I'm telling you because you're in here and you have your evil on. Because you're hate. Those are Lucifer's tools. Hate, greed, lust, power. Those are his tools. Because he'll make a wish with you and he'll, and he'll tell you, you know, I can give you anything that you want. But you don't make a price with him because your soul is the bargaining tool. You keep yourselves in these denial states thinking that this is going to exist forever. If God doesn't get his way, he'll destroy it all. Because he'd rather scrap it than to keep it going to whereas you'll be able to keep your influence evilly destroying the world. He wants to see you love him without him forcing you to love him. It takes a lot from it because he had to make you do it. All you think about is money. Money is, is another tool of Satan. It can be a good thing, godly, like my mother's Mabel Dean Gray's charitable foundation. This is what I wanted to take, you know, some, you know, the monies that was owed to me and do so I can do good things for society and, and humanity in God's name and my mother's name as well. My mother's name in God's name. Because I'm, I want to continue being her indigent servant in her afterlife. And you keep trying to push my Muslim family out and keep them subdued in that situation that you corrupted them in because you lied you lied about michael dean being the broker of everything that i do so you sold them a raw deal and you cashed out and let them pay you when you weren't the one that's supposed to be paid it was me so you took my end of it art rooney and everybody else pompiani peduto ed gaines the NAACP and people. You took my end of it and you perverted it with the babysitting jobs that are child prostitution, illegal gambling, murder, and so many filthy things to get the money that you are dumping the blood money into our economy and corrupting our financial institutions with all that third world money that was ill-gotten gains illegally and murderously. So my plan is to try to help clean all of that up, but you have to get rid of that money. I can't let anything mix that's good with that. And with the government getting caught compromise-wise in a situation to where is, uh, they're in a situation 
called espionage and treason because you entertain the thought with people like who? Putin, the emperor of China, being into extortion. I figured it, you know, I told you it would catch up with you. And um, uh, it would be one of the things that will have you in here compromised and being caught and subdued into something that they are just trying to get to your financial institutions. You know, uh, you know, all those places that where the money is transpired in this country, banks, Federal Reserve, you know, uh, Fort Knox, uh, all those places where, you know, the Treasury, where they can get in there and just take the American money to Moscow or Beijing because they have extorted our president to the point to where he's pretty much powerless right now. And he needs to be, um, he needs help. But the help is that you owe me first. So you better be glad that you extorted me because I'm the only one that can stop them from taking the money, but you can't, it can't go to you. It has to go to me for me to do something good with it, like save our country's ass. Because you're the ones that was the espionage and treason people that had a breach in our country with the fact that you had a national security issue. You have them in your computers and they've hacked your computers and they have nothing but Trojans in your computers with the babysitting jobs. And you need help from me, the common guy, the black guy, to get you back on track as far as helping you get out of a dilemma and a bad situation. But your pride doesn't allow you to interact with me because the simple fact is that you, I'm black and I'm considered nobody to you, but I am somebody. You have to start realizing that because if you don't, you'll be compromised even more about, you know, as far as selling our country out to Putin. You cannot allow any more extortion rings because he's waiting in those extortions and it should be banned uh, uh, nationwide because the simple fact is if he gets in there and you're in there, he'll go straight to the White House and extort you out of power, which he done already. But if you keep on trying to think that you can keep that alive, he will definitely do it again. So you cannot have those. Those have to be banned. The extortions. And even here, Art Rooney has it bad. These people have it bad. They don't want to quit. They think that if they get it on a lower level, it'll still be okay. But see Putin, he 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 works on the lower levels too. Beijing works on the lower levels, and that's the reason why you have to ban it, period, with everybody. Because if you're tied into it or any computers that they have is tied into yours, they'll go straight to the White House. And on that note. This is our show for today, and I will talk to you uh, perhaps maybe later on this evening or tomorrow in the morning. But at any rate, you try to make the best of the day. And considering, you know, I went through what I went through with my mother, I'll do the same.